So Sean, for today's which word of the day, I am choosing gatekeeper. Oh, I'm the key master. I know, I'm very much uh, inspired by Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? <laughs> I don't think so. Goodbye. Slam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> anyway, uh, go watch Ghostbusters if you haven't seen that. Classic. Um, but in the real world... Gatekeeper is actually used as the term for a medium's personal spirit guide. And this is the person who oversees the coming and going of spirits trying to make contact at a seance. It's used interchangeably with doorkeeper, so it's sometimes referred to as doorkeeper. And this spirit guide organizes the spirits who want to make contact with the people that are in the seance. And he or she will ensure that the spirits are there, who will help them, and if necessary, make the contact. So they're like they're like the bodyguard. <laughs> they're like the bouncer at the club. And <laughs> the gatekeeper will also keep away unwanted spirits who may want to contact the physical world but are not directly connected to the people. So just wayward spirits like, let me in, let me in. Like, no, not you. No, no. You are not on the list. <laughs> in that sense, I guess Zool was like that role for... What's your name? Gozer. 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 Yeah. So Zul was the gatekeeper for Gozer, and it makes sense when you think about it that way. Yeah, I, I heard that Dan Aykroyd was, like, super into the, like, supernatural, so that's why a lot of Ghostbusters, as silly and comedic as it is, is actually, like, correct if you start looking into that kind of thing, so I'm not surprised. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Okay, well, welcome to Words of the Witches, episode 94, Spellworders. What? <laughs> I'm Kevin, your resident Charmed resource. And I'm Sean, and I just love Ghostbusters and comic books. Yeah, we started off on a very Ghostbusters kind of feel. It's amazing. <laughs> 1984. 19, 19, 1984. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we're going to start with the roll. Pull. The pull. The roll. The pull. Or... <laughs> the roll pull. Do you remember? Do you remember? Of course not. I couldn't cheat this time because... Usually, I'm reminded of it at the end of the last episode, but the end of the last episode's not out yet. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> but now, I must confess that it was, who was your favorite new tribunal member? Oh, and I said, I think I said, I forgot her name, Mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said Mother. This one got very few votes compared to, like, the amazing... People voting late in the most recent polls. We had all these high numbers. These are back down to low because I'm fairly certain that a number of my followers are not listening to this podcast or have read the comics. So they're like, I don't know these people. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Any, anytime it's about the show, they're like, oh, yes, I'm all about this. But now they're like, I don't get it. So they don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. But the... One that had the least votes, I'm sure you can guess, was the serpent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 14%. Then 
uh, Cupid, Judge, and Gamma were tied at 19%, with Mother winning at 48%. Yay! On Twitter. X. <laughs> but Gamma and the Serpent were tied at 11%. Cupid's Judge was 22%, and Mother was 56%. Hmm. I think they like her look. Yeah, she's a cool look. But I definitely did clock that Gamma point. The It was Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney was who I was thinking of last week. And he goes, objection! Google it. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. You'll see that exact same pose. <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, so, objection! I mean, silence! <laughs> Season 10, issue 19. Something old, something true. We're nearly at the end. Of this season. This is crazy. So this was published July 6th, 2016. Written by Pat Shand. Artwork by Aliza Feliz. Colors by Valentina Cuomo. Letters by Christy Sawyer. Edited by Pat Shand. And covered by David Seidman. You know the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's changing at this point in the game. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) How do you feel about this cover? I think it's cool. It's a very nice uh, page likeness. We've got Prue peeking over, looking all evil in the background. The only thing I don't love about it is it doesn't really say much about the comic itself. Like, it's just kind of a bland kind of whatever image. I have been finding your pet peeves are when the cover does not go with the story. So if it's something that is completely unrelated or doesn't give you enough of what's inside... It, it irks you. <laughs> it does. Well, and it's also like on the opposite too. Like I just read a Venom comic where it shows Venom fighting this person on the cover. And I read the whole thing and the villain shows up at the very end of the comic. So I'm like, so he doesn't really fight him. So this comic has nothing to do with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the color, like the blue and grays and the missiness mm-hmm. of it. And this picture of Paige is actually taken from the Kill Billy Volume 2 slash Forever Charmed. The, you know, when, they shoot, when they're all the hollow and they shoot their electro beams at Billy and Christy. That's when this is happening. So okay. I knew that right away. So let's get started. Here's a little blurb at the beginning. It says, Prue has removed Hermes's control over Tyler, but in the process has somehow become the new host for the Old One Spirit. Or so it seems. The Charmed Ones have attempted to keep Prue confined to another dimension while they investigate the catastrophic problem. But Prue has broken free and slaughtered the new tribunal. <laughs> while Phoebe attempts to salvage what is left of her prodigal sister's mind, Paige and Piper fight for their lives against Dominus. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in red. <laughs> no, but I remember. I have good memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we see... Piper and Paige, right where we left fighting, Knox slash Dominus. And here, he's got them in his tentacles. And he's like, this is laughable to think you are the charmed ones, the witches whose names spread fear through the underworld. Uh-huh. And Paige's eyes are rolling in the back of her head. She's almost going to pass out. And you hear Knox Dominus say, are you ready to give up yet? And then we see like a flashback of Paige's memory. Oh, my heart of Henry saying, I give up. This is it, Paige. And she's like, Henry. He's like, no, I came back to work things out, but 
you know, not 24 hours later, you're telling me that Prue is possessed and she wants to kill our family? He's like, I'm done. So you can come with me or not, but I'm taking the kids and going. And Paige is devastated. She's crying. And she's like, the kids are safe at magic school. And he's like, and you didn't tell me without talking to me first. And Henry looks demented. Yeah. Yeah, that's not at all a Henry likeness. He looks like a big, strong, macho man. He doesn't look like our cute little Henry. Yeah, like an angry Italian. (laughs) (laughs) You took them there without talking to me first, (laughs) Paige. It's my horrible Italian. (laughs) On the next page, Paige is crying. She's like, if you want to go, go. But Tamara, Kat, and Henry Jr. are staying where they are. You can't keep them safe. And he's like, and you can? Bitch, this is exactly what I was talking about. Doesn't this prove me right? They're getting like, damn. Yeah. And she says, Paige says, for all I know, Prue is dead and something is living inside her corpse. And this is your reaction? Treating me like I could could have ever known this would happen it proves something all right and um henry says coming back was a mistake one of so many and he leaves <laughs> and then we snap back to Paige coming back to her present situation where she's being strangled and she says hold on tight piper and then she says we're going for a ride they orb to cupid's temple which we know where that is. That's just where Prue was slaughtering the peoples. And that's where Phoebe went to go confront Prue. So everybody's convening. And so they orb there. And Dominus is like, it doesn't matter where you take me. Ha! The advent still approaches. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paige is like, tribunal! Hello! <laughs> we have Dominus! <laughs> and then she looks and she's like, oh my god. And then Dominus is like, ah! <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Just stands there weird because she sees the bloody mess of what was left there. And then Piper's like, there! And we see Prue holding Phoebe by the throat. She's struggling to breathe. And she's being held over the edge of Cupid's temple in the sky. And then Prue's like, hey, sis. Oh, wow. And she's covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. And then we see Prue drop Phoebe. She's like, I was wondering when we'd get the chance to catch up. And then Piper like automatically goes into action. She's pipering about. She's like, Paige, get Phoebe now. And then uh, Prue runs at Piper with the athamine. She's like, I missed you so much, Piper. I mean that. We see as Phoebe's falling, Paige orbs next to her and grabs her. And then we see that Dominus is holding Piper captive. And in the foreground, we see Prue is ready to strike with the Athame. She says, there's nothing but pain coming for you, for this world. This is the better way. And Piper says, Prue, please. What are you feeling right now with this? I'm feeling a lot. Like, this is intense. I'm still having issue thinking that this could possibly just be Prue. Like, there's more going on here. She would never hurt her sisters. It's it's Prue. It just seems very, very out of character right now. Like, too far gone, you know? Yeah. So I get what you're saying. All right. But then we see Paige. She does grab Phoebe. And she's like, I got you. We're Orban. And then Prue comes to Piper, who's being held by Dominus. And... 
holds the knife to her throat, the athame to her throat. And Pepper says, whatever is happening to you, whoever is controlling you, we can save you. We've done so much together. I can't do the Galen voice. (laughs) (laughs) And then Prue's like, you didn't save me, though. Not before. Not this time either. The athame is alive, Piper. You know that? I can hear it whispering. It's calling your name. And then Piper's like, stop. And she she, she goes, and she she whams Piper in the face. She punches her in the face. So she's like, wham. And then Piper gets knocked with a wham. It's going to wham, wham. Thank you, ma'am. And so, yeah, Piper gets knocked free with Paige's orbs and she flies away. And then Prue's like, did you just punch me in the face? Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) It worked. (laughs) Yeah, right? It was great. And so then this whole pile of people being orbed lands at Coop, who's being, he's like kind of bound onto the floor there. And they're like, Coop, grab Coop. And he says, Phoebe. And then Prue's like, where do you think you, you can hide from me? So we talked about this once. Was it in the comics or the show where we saw Paige orb like this? And I think she like physicalized while she was orbing. And I forget what we said about it. Oh, you mean like kind of like became like a person while orbing? Yeah, because she's able to like physically grab Piper while she's mid orb. So it seems like she's somewhere in the mid- She's like cannonball in a way right now. Yeah. For like those instances. Piper gets blasted out the window by the siren and Paige goes to orb her and she kind of grabs her while in the middle of the air before while she's falling. Mm. Um, and that's just kind of like the orb blob kind of catches her and then turns them to orb blobs too. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's kind of how it's happening. Okay. that Okay. I think that's the episode I was thinking of too. And that makes sense. So she's like physicalizing for a split second to grab her, but then she brings yeah. them into her orb with her. And that's why yeah. they're all blue right there. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we see um, Coop is having an awesome threesome with the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I love like the straddling part. <laughs> yeah. the straddle- Coop and straddling orbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily it looks like that's Phoebe. So he's only being straddled by his wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, Piper says, Paige, it's not working. Coop isn't orbing. And then um, Paige says, hold on, hold on to him, hold on. And uh, Phoebe yells, no, Coop. And then we see that this is interesting because Prue has reverted to like her ghosty specter, like long haired Prue self right here. Yeah. And she says, here I come as she's holding up the athame and Knox yells Prue. And then she says, no, they, they can't. And then Nox says, the advent is nigh. With respect, Master, you are above chasing those witches down. Soon, when this world is once again as it was always meant to be, you will leave behind your old pain. You will ascend. And she goes, yeah, you're right. And then we see Coop go, Prue, no matter what you're thinking, please. Phoebe and I, we have a family. She's going to have another baby. And then Prue says, and now so am I. She doesn't look pregnant. (laughs) No, she does not look pregnant. So what kind of baby do you mean? Who's saying it? I know. And is she going to end her sentence with, on toast? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And now I think I have one. <laughs> Beautiful. You're welcome. We got ghost horses, we got hocus pocus. What else can we throw out there? You never know what you're gonna get. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, oh! <laughs> But yeah, you pointed it out how she turns into her spirit form. What do you think that means? Why do you think that happens? So here's what I'm going to throw out there. I kind of feel like having the ultimate good and the ultimate evil bound within her soul that they're warring within her. And so like these are two sides of Prue, but each are more influenced by the two items so that's why you know we're seeing her go way outside of what we think of Prue when she's dark but then we see her like being influenced by the imperial sword as well and kind of return to what she is yeah exactly so something struck her here where she because even though she's saying here I come with like like threatening there's still something that's like longing to be with them you know you know it's like her trying to fight for her place yeah, and the fact that she's like, no, they they can't. Like, it's like she, she's ambiguous. Yeah, she's yeah. hesitating. She's questioning. All right. So the next page, we're back at the manor. <laughs> <laughs> and the sisters are orbiting. It, it looks like they're in a blue flame. Um, but anyway, so they're orbiting back into the attic. And... Paige says, Phoebe, it didn't work on him. She put some kind of block on him or something, so she couldn't get Coop. Coop was just st- stood there. And then she's like, what are you suggesting, Paige, that we let him die? And then Piper's like, we're not going to let him die. But if Prue was that concerned about killing him, he would already be dead, wouldn't he? She moves faster than I can think as she walks towards the Book of Shadows and when it's ugly-looking Triquetra. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like, that's a lazy Triquetra. <laughs> yeah. But she opens up the book and she says, if we have any hope of stopping her, we have to figure out what she is. If this is Harriman walking around in our sister's body or or if this is really pro. <laughs> we we have her blood now. We can do this. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't know what voices I want to use. I'm going wishy-washy. <laughs> uh, and as they're talking, we see a car. It looks almost like a station wagon. Like a very old <laughs> <Yeah>. 80s car. <laughs> uh, pull up in front of the manor. Um, it's Amelia and Daryl and the ghost of Andy. I love how Andy's ghost is just sitting in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's very dead man dandy when they sit in the car. It's like, she's like, get in the car. <laughs> uh, but she's, and Amelia's like, hey, of course. And Daryl says, what? And she's like, they're already working up the spell I was going to suggest. Because of course they are. Have you ever noticed that if you switch the N and the M in manner, they'd be back at the Namor? Oh! <laughs> this would be a whole different comic. That's true. <laughs> Take me to your sea village, your ocean view. <laughs> Better yet, Kevin, I'll take you to our rhyme time. Oh! <laughs> Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. 
heart, mind, body, blood, born from stars, from earth, from mud. Reveal yourself, shed light on dark, rise from red, reveal your heart. I enjoy that spell. I do enjoy that spell. It's very concise. Mm -hmm. And then we see that they are doing the spell over a picture of Prue. And we see these red, blood-looking, flamey-looking thing come up, and it forms uh, Prue's body, and Phoebe says, Prue. And the bloody body thing says, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, no. You didn't say the magic word. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know, um, I guess last week, since we're recording this, but starting last Friday, you can see Jurassic Park in 3D in theaters. I'm totally going. I'm so excited. Oh, so cool. Yeah, go. yeah, amazing. <laughs> Look, now we've got Jurassic Park in the mix. <laughs> uh, but the bloody thing forms Patience, and she says, my name is Patience. And she says, you better get the door. <laughs> so the next page, we see everybody at the door. Paige and Piper are greeting Daryl. Piper's actually hugging Daryl, which is very sweet. And then we have Phoebe and Patience sitting in the background. And then Amelia and the ghost of Andy are standing there watching. Oh, Paige says, Daryl. And then Piper says, as glad as we are to see you, I have to be honest. This isn't a safe place right now. Not for you. Not for anyone. <laughs> Daryl looks very white right here. Thank you. That's in my canonical notes. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> this whole page. Oh, um, yeah, down the- here too. Oh, my God, really bad. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Daryl's like, so I hear. And then... <laughs> Amelia says, it's kind of why we're here. Uh, You know each other, right? Andy, charmed ones, charmed ones, Andy. He's like, yeah, we know each other. And then Piper's like, I can't believe it's you. And then Paige's like, uh, Andy? (laughs) As in, the Andy? (laughs) The Andy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh? (laughs) It's always that pug, you know, that pug twist of the head. What's that? Or... Mm -hmm. Like Tarzan, when the baby Tarzan looks at Kala, it's like, uh? and she's like, uh? <laughs> Tim the Toolman Taylor. I don't know. And then, oh, Phoebe gets into it. She's like, Amelia, <laughs> you're behind all of this, aren't you? Daryl, Andy. And then uh, Patience says, and me. Without her around, I'd have to resort to classics, bleeding walls, rearranging alphabet, cereal, all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really funny because yeah. I guess Amelia and the spell combined are, are what are allowing her to kind of like be her here in this human form. Yeah. And then Andy is like, Amelia gives us voice. And then here we go. The whitest Daryl I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this person? I know. It looks, oh, it's bad. But <laughs> he's like, I've been asking her the whole way, but she keeps cracking jokes. How do you know each other? As Amelia and Phoebe have a little standoff. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because I didn't notice it as much on the first read through. But um, Patience is in her hospital gown still. So that's a huge hint as to that's how she was the last time we saw her until Prue took over her body. Right. So very telling. So on the next page, Amelia says, that's all in the past. And we have an editor's note. It says, see, Charmed, social medium. Kevin, I'm really surprised as much as you love Charmed, you never read social medium. I mean, I just wish we could get the full story from you here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's cool that that little notes here. I wonder if that's confused people over time. Like, what? Social media? Am I missed something? I need to go read it. But you can't. It's not out. <laughs> exactly. Because by the time, because this was published first and they had planned for it to be released. And so it just kind of screwed things up. Um, this would drive me crazy i would be that person who would scour the internet to be like what the fuck is social media (laughs) exactly (laughs) and this whole banter this whole conversation with phoebe and amelia makes me really want to know what happened in that book yeah (laughs) so tell us All right. So Amelia says, what matters now is that the living and the dead in this room have to put our heads together about this Advent situation before we end up having more in common than we like with each other if you catch my drift. And Phoebe says, you're really here to help after what happened? And Amelia says, I am. She's like, why? And if you lie to me, it's not going to end well for you. My husband is currently with Prue. And for all I know, she's just don't lie. And Amelia says, well, let's just say I see something you don't. (laughs) And (laughs) the room, this little like entry hall of the manor of the Namor is just filled with like ghosts that only she could see. And they're all talking to her. They're saying the old ones are coming. The world is ending. The charmed ones are key. Help us. The world needs you. Blackening at the roots, stop the advent, Prue must die, rotting at the core, save my children, please! <laughs> <laughs> and then Amelia says, first step was communing with the ghost who knows Prue better than maybe anyone, but you got the jump on me there as she's uh, gesturing towards uh, patience. And then Paige says, patience, do you really know what's controlling Prue? And patience gives the most chilling answer that nobody wants to hear. She says, nothing is controlling her. It's Prue. It's just Prue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this page is going to be our power play as well. Oh! Power play. So today's power play is mediumship. And mediumship is the ability to perceive and communicate with spirits. Most, but not all, living magical beings possess this ability, including witches and gypsies. So charmed ones can usually see ghosts. Anybody who's magical, who's aware of like magical world, can usually see ghosts. But um, even with this ability... The magical beings may only be able to see certain types of spirits, depending on the purpose. And there may be situations where a spirit remains or chooses to be hidden. So even though you're magical, you can see ghosts. I think you have to be a person who actually possesses this power, who has mastered this power to be able to see all the other ones like like Amelia does here. I'm more of a large ship. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, this doesn't come in my science. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I'm a medium. So true mediums like myself (laughs) can banish entities from an area or summon souls that will defend them if they were ever to come to harm. They may even Mm -hmm. have. Yeah, they may even have their own spirit enter the different worlds within the afterlife while having their bodies within the living world entering in a sort of trance like state. This allows them to return to their body when they're finished with the affairs within the afterlife. 
So that's kind of fun. They can come and go as they please. Well-trained mediums are even capable of channeling the powers and other attributes of spirits they interact with. Mediums may be able to command souls to fulfill actions or allow themselves to be possessed by other spirits or souls. Um, They're known to gain psychic powers through their medium abilities like psychic senses and are able to cause telekinetic activity and materializations, which are the physical manifestation of that ghost. So that's what she did with Andy for Daryl. That's what she is doing now with patients. So, yeah, fun. I am, like you said, I'm really sad because I feel like Amelia is a really cool character. I feel like she's probably kind of like a Catwoman character where she was doing the right thing the wrong way. And that's why she's mm-hmm. at kind of odds with the Charmed Ones. So I'm very intrigued by her. I mean, she is definitely a sassy girl. Um, she's a little bit of a rebellious girl. She's doing her own thing. I mean, her hair is blue, so you know she's pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. So we just got off of Patience saying, yeah, nothing is controlling her. It's Prue, which, yeah, scary. And then <laughs> some of these faces in here. <laughs> <laughs> they all just need to go make a poop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Paige's face is like, <laughs> um, she's like, no, that's that's not possible. <laughs> This only happened after she went after Haramis. Patience is like, yep, that's true. And that was the tipping point. But Prue ripped Haramis free of the Archive's soul and the nexus of the all within her rebelled. Everything that was that Haramis was, was destroyed. All of his power, all of his hatred clung to the most powerful magnet in the wor- world, your sister. So she's saying, like, once Tyler got infected and then went into Prue, I mean, he left... His body. He left everything that he was in that wasteland. That's a dead husk. We talked about that. He doesn't exist there anymore. Um, he's here inside our world, in your, our people. And Patience says she's still Prue, but she's a walking mystical atomic bomb, constantly at war with who she used to be and who she is now. Mm. And then Patience says, please, do you think the tribunal are the first people she's murdered? And then Piper's crying, too. Oh, yeah. Earlier, she had her hands over her face. She just can't take it. And she's like, what do you mean? And then Patient says, she killed me. <gasps> we already, we already yes. knew that. But they didn't. But I see an issue with this page. Yes. <laughs> Why is Phoebe holding Daryl's hand? <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I don't know. It is, it's a little odd, but it's cute. It's cute. I think he kind of looks like Coop, like painted a different skin color right here. <laughs> so I don't know if the artist knew who they were drawing at what points or what was going on. A lot of times, at least when we had, remember we had um, Jeff Balky, who was a colorist in season nine on the podcast. Mm-hmm. He was just coloring pages. He wasn't even aware of the story a lot of the time, you know? That's true. Daryl has been around for 10 years at this point, and he is like a symbol of strength to them. So, yeah, it's probably more of a comfort thing than it is like, oh, yeah. woo woo, my husband's stuck in limbo, so I want to get it on. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cute. It just yeah. struck me as a little weird. All right. So, we have uh, the reaction from the girls now because we left off with us finding out she killed me. And Piper goes, What? And Phoebe's like, you were brain dead, weren't you? What do you mean? And Patience says, I was still in there. Part of me struggling to get out. But when Prue came into my body and filled me up with the power of the all, all I could do was watch. 
maybe it's not Prue's fault. I don't want to think a witch as good and powerful as she once was would let it happen. But the grimoire inside of her, inside of us, it was reaching out for something old and powerful for a long time. And in the image, we see Prue standing in between the grimoire and the Imperial Sword. So maybe we're onto something here. I think that was Patience, because remember, that's what she was wearing the day that she was killed by Prue. Oh, yeah, because Prue was like the ethereal The ghosty form. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she says, one night as Prue slept, her will extended through the magic of the y'all reaching out for Tyler. It was she that woke the archive power within him. Gasp! And we see Tyler like, he looks like he was masturbating. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) He's fully dressed with like uh part of the blanket on one leg it's just oh tyler and then um (laughs) she says even then prue's mind wasn't powerful enough to access the whole of the all that's when she broke through the fabric of reality and saved kira from a fate that should have already been set she turned kira into a human and took her power of demonic foresight for herself that's crazy so we learn Kira wasn't just like a full act of good. She did it to gain something from it as well. So she kind of mm. brought her back and stole her power in order to make Kira human. Right. Yeah. And then she says, it gave her a sort of mirror to look into herself, into the all. Then came Benjamin Turner. Everyone has been asking, even Ben himself, why would Prue bring him back in his son's body? Well, you all know sacrifice has power. Cole sacrificed his very soul, a soul that Ben himself once died to save. Put those together, and that is a powerful, magical whammy. She used Ben as an anchor for spells. She journeyed into her mind looking for answers as to why she was doing what she was doing, and she found me, at least the part of me that clung on. She destroyed it. And what I really like about this image is it shows like kind of a retelling. We see um, Prue talking to Benjamin. And I believe if I remember right, the the thing behind them in the Chinese writing says power. It wasn't was power. It was it was all virtues. So it was yeah, there's either caution, caution, courage, courage, patience, and then prohibit alcohol. Okay, so it's probably courage. Yeah. Hmm. And then we see that moment where Prue killed uh, patients, and we see the dead husk of Aramis and Prue, like, visiting it. So, yeah, Prue turned Tyler into his archive self. (laughs) Prue took Kira's visions. She brought Ben together, in a sense, because both of them, I think they say it here, twice-blessed mortal. Uh, which is, yeah, an emotional, powerful conduit for things. The thing is, was she doing that consciously or subconsciously? How much of that was everything else in here, you know, making the choices for her? Because they said she turned Tyler into an archive while she slept. She wasn't even aware of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. We see patience fading away. She says, I'm sorry, but this was not an accident. The sister that you know and love has been gone for a long time. And now, so am I! 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As she disappears. <laughs> and she leaves with a good luck. And don't fuck it up. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then Andy comes by. He's like, okay, well, with respect to that other ghost, I refuse to accept that. <laughs> I love Andy. He's standing up for Prue. So Amelia and Andy have already kind of had this idea of what they're going to do ready. And they have to just let the sisters know what's going on. So Andy says, here's the thing about death. People think it's the end. But after I died, I felt it even more. Everything that I was, everything that I had ever been and ever would be, loved Prue Hallowell. Still loves her. Uh, Amelia and I talked it out and we think we can. this can work. We need a mortal, someone who has only ever seen Prue as her old self. Someone who has only ever known her as a kind, loving, selfless friend. That's my best friend, Daryl Morris. <laughs> And he says, we can bind our astral forms to Daryl and all he needs to do is touch her and we will be drawn like a magnet into Prue's mind. And so as he's explaining this, this is when they're doing their ritual. So Amelia like sucks up the spirits of the charmed ones and they're out there in their ghosty form. She draws a, she makes like a salt circle or something around Daryl. And then she put, she puts, Amelia puts their spirits inside of Daryl and then Andy is about to follow suit interesting so here we go with daryl once more like he's got a wife and two kids but hey we're gonna put you on the front lines with the most powerful (laughs) evil being in existence right right now (laughs) (laughs) we finish up with andy saying because no matter what has happened to her nothing can shake our love for prue all we have to do is show her and then we see this moment where prue's like i can still hear their screams so this is another hint that there's two things going on inside Prue because she's remorseful for what's happened. And right. Dominus is like, I hear nothing. And Prue starts crying. She says the ground will always be wet with their blood. Oh, and this is in Salem, Massachusetts. And we see all the students that Prue had infected at the school before have been murdered. Their blood is all over the ground. Some of them are tied to poles. It almost... I mean, maybe you can read this better than I can, but it almost seems like four of them may be alive and tied to the poles and the rest are going to be used as kind of like kindling for the fire that's going to be around these four. Maybe, because, yeah, these four are Tyler, mm-hmm. Kira, Coop, and Ben. Yeah, so it seems like upon maybe lighting them on fire, this will activate the seeds and infect our four in the middle here. And like you said, I guess they are all kind of special in their own way. They're kind of like twice blessed Uh and then uh, dominus says and now it will be so with mine bless me prue allow me to usher in the new age so prue gets behind him and says this world will keep will weep for you dominus and then he says thank you as she slits his throat and then we see like this little frog thing. it's so gross (laughs) i know but it's also so like so cute. Cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cute gross. Yeah. Gross. It's just weird that's coming and... out of someone's neck. Like, that's the weird yeah. part. But the thing is, the actual thing is cute. <laughs> well, it's, like, terrifying in its cuteness, though, too. Like, it's cute, but it's coming out of a bloody neck, and it looks so evil. Yeah. <laughs> and it speaks in a language that cannot be translated. Rumit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I croak. <laughs> so yeah, so in cutting Dominus's throat and Nox's throat, it allows these seeds to kind of like activate, I guess. And that frog lizard thing jumps at Tyler. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And oh, all and all these other students are like talking now in some crazy language. Yeah, so they're awakening, and then the frog lizards crawls towards Tyler, and jumps into his chest. Splurge, <laughs> splurge, and you see its little legs like hanging out, and its little tail hanging out. <laughs> um, as Tyler's eyes are flaming, fire is like out of his eyes. He's like, no. And then all of a sudden, all the fire portals open up. They go, boom. Prue says, yes. <laughs> and then the, all the bodies of the children start glowing. They get these bright, I don't know, energy fields. And more, all these demons, all these old ones are popping out of the fire portals. Oh, creepy. And I wonder, they feel like they're very inspired by like Lovecraftian like design because you see this tentacled one yeah you know pat is a very as much a fan of lovecraftian especially cthulhu and it was influenced from issue one you know so he's he's used it in a bunch of his other works yeah i need to finish reading all the lovecraft stories and i only have like a week (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like i've read through like probably the first half of his works but it gets crazier towards the last half that's when it stuff starts like connecting and like the gods start coming oh. together more so i'm not to the exciting parts yet all right back at the namor um <laughs> we see henry drive up and he's like hey me again Paige. i've been texting you non-stop calling leaving voicemails i'm starting to get worried I tried the manor earlier, and now I'm back. He's just driven back up in his car. He parks behind the Daryl car. We see him coming into the manor, and we see a voice. Is this still... I forgot. Whose voice? Is this still... This is Henry's voice. Henry, okay. Yeah. And he's saying... It's like a voiceover. So he's saying, I know you don't want to see me. I'd love it if you'd yell at me. Tell me how much of a jerk I am. I just want to know that you're safe. I feel helpless. I guess that's why I lost it in the first place. I don't know what to do, and I'm scared. And then he goes upstairs just in time to see Daryl in the middle of, like, a silver flaming circle with Amelia and um, uh, Andy. Andy. Andy's, like, taking corporeal form. Right. And Amelia says, okay. I wonder if that's that's a mistake. You think so? I think so. I think it's a mistake. Because he's glowing in all these other spots. But this one, he's corporeal. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Because they don't explain it, if that's the point. Well. And Amelia says, okay, that should do it. Daryl, remember, don't be a hero. All you have to do is touch Prue, and their astral forms will transfer immediately. And then um, Henry says, "Uh, what the fuck is this? And Amelia says, stay the fuck back, man. And she's like, this man is about to save the world. And then we get this really chilling, like, we see Paige's weird-looking face come out of Daryl go, Henry? He goes, Podge? (laughs) It's so weird. It's so weird. Well, Paige looks like a blow-up doll, for one. (laughs) Ooh, 
<laughs> She's got like the whole mouth. <laughs> uh, and then it's like out of Daryl's face. It's creepy as hell. <laughs> and then it's like, it's not the right size. She looks like a mini page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Paige, I mean, then Henry too with his angry Italian face again. He looks so angry, demented, this whole issue. Yeah. We see Henry touch Daryl's shoulder. He's like, and then Daryl's like, woman. <laughs> and Henry says, Daryl, what's going on here? I just saw my wife coming out of your face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then I guess he gets explained because the next thing we see is everybody coming to the battleground where Prue has just activated this advent thing. All these old ones popping up. Yeah. So Henry and Daryl and Amelia are there uh, and everybody else is inside like Daryl's head. And then Henry says, I don't know what this is, but I heard what you said to Daryl. You need to distract Prue. If this is Paige's plan, I'm in. So now he's like, okay, I'm joining the fight. He's running. He's like, damn, 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 it's happening. He's like, what is happening? <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> and this is a cute moment for Henry because he knows how terrifying magic can be. And he, this is, this reminds me of the old Henry here because he, when he accepted Paige as a witch right on, here he is. He's, he's joining the fight. He's getting into the battle to save the people he loves. And I'm like, this is old Henry. This is what I like here. And then, I mean, he's like, shut up and distract people. <laughs> You're talking too much. <laughs> and then Daryl's running. He's, I guess the spirits in him are like kind of taking control of his legs and they're making him run faster. We can get you there, Daryl. It's all of us together. And let us use our power. And he's like, <laughs> just like running really fast. <laughs> he's like, if I die, please tell my family. And then like, you will not die, Daryl. Reach out and touch her. Reach, reach. And you see the hand. Come up to Prue. <laughs> He's like, stop in the name of love. And Prue's like there with the athame. She's like, Daryl? And he touches her face and all of the spirits fly into her brain. It goes, Kroom. I just giggle because it's like awkward face touch. <laughs> it is. And then we are. We are inside Prue's mind. And guess who's in the background, Kevin? I know. Balthazar. That Balthazar statue from the wa- from the wasteland. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. So I wonder if that's a hint. Like she's absorbed so much into her, including like aspects of the wasteland. Yeah. So then Andy, who is now Glowy Burger again, says, oh, Prue. <laughs> All this shit has happened, and all he can say is, oh, Prue. And uh, Piper says, I know, it's bad. Hold it hold it together, everyone. We have to find her. And, and Paige's like, there! And we see this awkward, like, portal with Daryl's face going, huh? <laughs> you know what's funny? In my musical that I'm working on, I imagine a scene just like this. Happen- There's a scene just like this happening with a floaty head like that. I'm like, what is happening? How did... This is all this stuff. It's crazy. But it's crazy. Continue. Yeah. So then uh, Prue's like, D- Daryl, is that you? Did I kill you? And Paige is like, he's fine, Prue. <laughs> you know you're evil when you have to ask, did I kill you? <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy's like, and you're going to be fine, too. And she's like, it can't be you. you. 
you died. You left me. And he's like, I never left. I would never leave you. And we have this very touching little hug between Prue and Andy. And it is good to note, which I haven't done, that this is Prue in her like good spirit form. So she's regained some semblance of control, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, this is in her mind. So, I mean. Yeah. So, so well, it could also be, right, it could be the grimoire Prue, I'll say, has taken control of the outside. And this is like the Imperial mm-hmm. Prue that is being held captive inside. Right. So it could right. be that, too. Mm-hmm. So she says, I- I'm so sorry. I'm not me. You're not. Are you sure I didn't kill you? <laughs> we're alive bitch and we know what happened to you together we can beat this and she's like there's so many voices in here i'm so sorry so sorry that i never got the chance to love you Paige. and Paige is crying she says you will now and then suddenly prue has the worst spectral stomach cramps ever like she's really (laughs) going through her period and she's like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the next page, we see, like, the floaty head of Hermes show up, coming through. As the spectral good Prue is, like, huddled on the ground. And then Paige is like, Prue! And then Prue shouting, You! They are doing this to me! You're doing this to me! So, it's almost like Hermes is feeding her lines, and then she's repeating them back. As like she's believing it. Crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah. And so then the good the ghost prude says, You tried to kill me. And and he's like, This is that is Harimus talking. It's going to hurt ripping yourself away from what he's done to you. But he's like, There is no Harimus. There is no Dana, only Zool. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, and then she's like, you think you can trick me? You think, gah, you think that you can stop me from ascending? You won't. Oh, so, and then the next shot, we see everybody is kicked out of the mind back in their physical forms as Prue is standing there back in the patient's body form. And they're like, oh, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Paige is just like, we're not astral anymore. We're here. And then Amelia is like, oh, no, you don't. And she chases down Prue. <laughs> you know, it's funny is when I was in art school, the communal like computer file that we used was called Zool, Z-U-U-L. And I was like, yep, oh. I'm a nerd and I'm an art school. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we see um, Amelia running at Prue and Prue's like, don't interrupt, kid. And then green lightning comes and hits Amelia and knocks her to the ground. And she's like burning on the ground. We get a crackoom. And then we see Andy, Spirit Andy, and he's holding out a hand towards Prue, like pleading with her to stop. And Prue says, I'm saying goodbye. And then Andy, uh, she causes Andy to disappear. And he utters one last word, and that's Prue. Well, I think he disappears because she struck Amelia, and Amelia is the one that's keeping him oh, there. Oh, that's right. So her power yeah. is going, yeah. Yeah, it was her power. And then uh, Paige says, now would be a good time to do what we discussed, Piper. Go. And Prue's like, oh, 
talking behind my back, bitch. <laughs> trying to do the Batman voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Piper's like, come with me. She sounded more like Freddy when I did it. That didn't sound Batman at all. <laughs> oh, you did. Faster than a Buster Maniac. That's, that's Michael <laughs> Billy Smith for you. There you go. And then Paige says, I know you I know you meant what you said in there, Prue. Believe me, I want that too. And then Prue says, do you, Podge? And so while Paige and Prue are having that standoff, Piper and Phoebe are untying all of the the people. So they're untying Coop. Uh, he says, you, ha- you have to get Kira and Ben out of here. So Coop is saying that. He says, I heard Dominus say that they need a human sacrifice and the blood of a twice-blessed mortal. I think that's all they need to bring the old ones down. And so I guess this—I guess the ritual isn't done yet. There's still more to do. Hmm. Uh, this is only the first part of it. And, uh, and Kira and Ben are the key components. So, and then Piper's like, Paige and I will take care of it. Now that you're out of the temple, can you beam? And he's like, I think. And then Phoebe's like, what? She's like, beam Phoebe out of here and back to magic school and stay there with her until this is over. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Coop and Phoebe beam out. She's like, no, take care of her and your daughter. No, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then... Paige falls down. She's like, "Aye," uh, as Tyler is still tied up. And then Prue says, "Still think I'm sorry, Paige. Still think I love you." And then here comes Henry. He's like, "Enough, Prue." And she's like, "Oh, Henry, I thought you left." As Henry just kind of like grabs Prue, which, oh, it's such a stupid move for a mortal to attack someone like Prue. But I do admire Henry for doing it. But I was like, no, dude, no. <laughs> yeah. And I was so scared for him right here because she's got that athamate ready to like right. sideswipe him. <laughs> right. So as Henry is kind of grabbing her, Prue turns her eyes glow green and she's like, you hurt my sister. So now we see a shocked Paige as she looks. It looks like what uh, Prue's glowy eyes did was turn um, Henry into a sexy purple statue. And then Prue like bitch slaps Paige into the sexy statue. And it's like it's anchored because she hits it full force and it doesn't move. And then uh, Prue says, look up at him. You loved him, didn't you? He's so stiff for you. And then Paige says, Prue. And then she's like, you got the chance to love him, to have children with him. Look at him. And then um, Piper's like, Pro, that's enough. Please don't do that. Stop. And then Prue's eyes get all like glowy again. She's got that evil look in her eye. And she's like, no. And we see her use the ancient Athame to cut something and we know it cuts because there's blood squirting everywhere and it says to be concluded oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah and so that henry turned into a statue he's essentially dead right now is he yeah ew be more more of that in the next issue we'll see but um i'll talk about that more with pat he can tell the story but yeah he's he dies there Oh, Henry. So how do you feel about this issue? 
So I'll say this, though, based on the teaser for next issue, I don't think Paige is dead. <laughs> Plus, it's Paige. <laughs> I think probably a dying Amelia jumped in front of Paige and was like, take a man, stud. Don't kill a chomped one. Um, this issue was very action, a lot of story. And as you could tell, just reading back through it, it was a little hard to follow at some points, but like, I love the reveal that Prue, everything that she's been doing throughout this whole season is for a reason and has been leading to this. That's such a cool reveal. So I'm on board for it. Nice. Yeah, I love this issue. And a lot of it has to do with Prue because we see the significance of Prue's life, both past and present. All the things that stem from her not being able to let go to begin with, why she didn't move on and how this, you know, who she was, what she means to people how she became a threat. Um, oh. And what's interesting is Prue was attacking her sisters, but she was also attacking anyone who she felt wronged her sisters throughout this whole season. You know, when she was attacking the tribunal, she was she was going on, she's like, you hurt my sister. This was cruel. You did this. So she is clearly conflicted. Her logic is warped, but it all makes complete sense to me because I think of it like all the magic in her and her personal feelings are mixed together and every part of her is going after what it wants at the same time, both good and bad. Um, you know, she feels so much pain, but I think she was far too proud to admit that to con- and to confront that early on. And now when she got the all in her, the Grimmer and the Imperial Sword, that just makes everything more intense. And then Hermes is exploiting everything there for his own mission, and they're all going after what that mission is to them. Ugh. Ugh. It's crazy. But it, is, it goes to show that, you know, Prue is not as in control as it looks. I've heard it say that, you know, Pat just makes it look like it's Prue and she's evil. And that's clearly not what he's saying. It's all these things amalgamating in one thing. And the good Prue that we know and love is in there, but it's just blinded, and you know, by her mistakes. Well, and I think this image where Aramis is like forcing her to say what he wants, that says it all to me. Like, yeah, this is Prue, but she's also being puppeted at the same time Mm -hmm. so he's controlling those dark emotions that she has right but it's still a wonderful thing to see henry for me henry was kind of a dick in this issue i'm i did not like seeing him like this for a while like when he was fighting with Paige, i thought the way he was treating her was so disgusting (laughs) (laughs) um because like not even being concerned with how she's feeling it's all about like, are we safe? You're, you're, you're putting our children in danger. It's like, dude, man, you're better than this. <laughs> yeah, I would actually come to his defense and say, um, I kind of understand him because I'm kind of that way. Or sometimes when I'm angry, I'll say stuff that I don't. Okay. That later I'm like, oh, shit, did I really say that? So he let all the anger out. But the fact that he came back and knew he did wrong. And is like almost in his mind begging that Paige will forgive him. Like, I don't know, because Paige was wrong in taking the kids without telling him. So I don't think she was completely innocent either. Right, right. That's true. I, you know, other the other fights just felt like there was more give and take. There was more sympathy there. Um, and I know, I know, Henry has it. It just for this issue, it felt a lot more buried i guess <laughs> yeah it was definitely like he's held on to the anger and let it all out in this issue <laughs> yeah 
but he, the, the way he came back near the end kind of did redeem himself and the way that he fought and put himself in harm's way that is where we get the old henry back and what's telling about it so he mm-hmm. wa- he wants to make amends so i do admire his bravery because you know to me page and henry are my ultimate pairing i like them more than piper and leo even like they are so good together they always have been yeah it still amazes me how much they got us to like them in one season because <laughs> yeah. They did such a good job with their chemistry in that last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything for canonical? Put that in your canonical hat. Canonical. Daryl's white. <laughs> Daryl is white. Why is Daryl white in that page? Uh, <laughs> I, I, it, it's a bothersome. I just have to get past the page and move on. But yeah. And then I guess I didn't notice after this read through, but that part where Andy was corporeal was a little odd too, considering he was just going to be going right into Daryl's mind anyway. Didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I do love that. I know we kind of talked about it last issue, but like the fact that Andy's back in a canonical sense, because he, as we've seen is the one meant for Prue and the fact that, she couldn't find peace with him in death and left, but he's still here to like support her. It's kind of a beautiful full circle for him. Mm-hmm. Next is tips for future white lighters. Oh, really just messengers guides. Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for, tips future, for future white lighters. White lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. What is the moral of this one? I know there's so much here. I had to really kind of pick it apart. I would say um, for me, it really rang through this whole idea of kind of like guilt and like trying to be everything to everyone. Um, There's a certain point where you have to do what's best for you because as we're seeing with Prue, like you said, she's trying to stand up for her sister. She's trying to be everything to everyone. And in doing so, she's left herself vulnerable to be taken over by Aramis and all of these mixed feelings of guilt of not being there, all these jealous rages, like it's all coming out in her being kind of the ultimate evil now. So she needs to kind of control what's going on in her head. Yeah, exactly. Things will come to a head with that soon. Uh, Cool. (laughs) Uh, My tip is some people, some relationships are worth fighting for. Even when you're beaten down to your lowest, there is power in that unconditional support. And we see this with the whole family trying to fight for Prue. We see this with Henry fighting for Paige. Um, When you really love something, you know, you will give everything, even your life to, to protect that. And that's, that's really beautiful. (sighs) All right. So next is, Ooh, onomatopoeia. Is is it the same as mine? What's yours? (laughs) probably mine is splurge <laughs> yeah i put splurge i put splurge ew <laughs> it's so fun it's so different but yeah it's it's a gross moment too <laughs> yeah it's pretty gross it's gross sound <laughs> okay most valuable panel um it's not the most pretty to look at but i'm gonna go with that one i talked about earlier with aramis's face controlling Prue, because i think that gives us um the overall idea of what's going on in this season. But also I like the idea that 
Aramis is an old one, so of course nobody's going to know what he feels like or what's going on inside Prue, so that's probably why it's so easy for, like, patients to be like, nope, it's just Prue, nothing's controlling her. Well, bitch, he's an old one. He's more powerful than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, My picture is on the page before that, where the Prue spirit is huddling with Andy, like they're, like, kind of... In each other's embrace, but she's also holding Paige's hand. I love that oh. because it shows us, yeah, it shows us the Prue that we know and the, that she tries. She's trying to be with, with these people that she loves. These are really strong relationships, relationships that she knows, relationships that she wants to form. And it's a really nice moment that we have our old Prue there and it's beautiful. So mm-hmm. that's my favorite. All right. What's your sexiest drawing? This might sound a little weird. But on that same page as my Aramis one, this picture of Prue, like, looking more patiency again as the spirit, it's so, like, androgynous. I think mm. androgynous people a lot of times are, like, very sexy. So I like the way she's kind of muscular with the shorter hair, but you still see, like, the breasts. So I, don't, I just really like the way that was drawn. I can see that. It's a, it's a very kind of haunting, sexy image. I, could, I get that. Yeah. My sexiest one <laughs> is the one right after they try to orb Coop out and he's like sitting there in like the remnants <laughs> of the orb. He's like, what? <laughs> it's a, he's like stuck on the ground. You get some nice body. You get a really good shot of his head with a little bit of scruff there. I don't know. It's a really good one of Coop to me. Actually, you're right. I forgot about that moment because the one with um, Phoebe straddling him, that's also pretty sexy, too. <laughs> yeah. So well, okay. we got our bases covered then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So now it's time for the rating. Is this Magically Delicious, Pretty Witchin, A Sorcerer's Apprentice, Disenchanting, or Vanquishable? I'd say with the action and with the reveal that Prue's been Agatha all along, um, I'm going to say Magically Delicious. This was pretty great, and I'm really excited to see the end now. This left us on such a, like, banging cliffhanger. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely did have some problems with the drawings and some of the artwork in here, but what's happening in the in the story, it's got to be a Magically Delicious. This is so amazing, and I cannot wait to conclude this with you. and pat shant (laughs) and pat shant so tune in next week for that that's going to be amazing to hear you know from the writer himself as we go i'm a little nervous because we're going through the actual story this time not just interviewing now this is this would be the time where we have a ps4 poll but i'm actually not going to do a ps4 poll this week because oh thank god <laughs> I want next week to be all it's gonna be it's gonna be a longer issue next week as it is. I want to just focus on the patch and stuff. So I just add, propose a small question to you. Who do you think has absorbed more of Prue's magic out of the four? Kira, Ben, Tyler, or Coop? Oh, that's hard. Cause I my first choice would have been to say Tyler, but then that was more Aramis than Prue. So I think I would say probably Ben because like she, it took a lot of magic to put Cole's body back together and then also put Cole in it. Mm -hmm. And I think she definitely had the closest relationship to Cole herself. That's where most of her emotion, that's where most of her, 
focus was in those early season 10. You know, Cole was her guide to each to her sisters to get in around. Um, and so when he died, putting the pen in there, it's it's kind of a, all of her feelings wrapped up in there, too. That's true. Yeah, because magic is very much like an emotional thing. So, yeah, she probably didn't even realize how much she's putting towards Cole slash Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Tell us what is next, our final issue. Coming soon, final issue, Charmed number 20, season 10, The Reason. And we see uh, Paige, Piper, and Phoebe each in a long, flowy dress. Um, Paige's is purple. Piper's is like a reddish, kind of a dull red. And Phoebe's is green. And And they're all floating. They're all like turning ghosty at their feet over like a temple are we at cupid's temple oh oh i can't wait and it says the charmed ones prue and all of their loved ones gather in salem for a reckoning as Paige takes a stand for her family and piper is faced with the consequences of her actions a door closes on the past and hope dawns on a brand new future future yeah and what's interesting is that picture right there is not the actual cover for the last issue. So it's going to be completely different next week. <laughs> wow. They gooped me. <laughs> <laughs> that that picture right there was actually like a promo for season 10 before it started. It was like unused. Oh, is it because the last cover may give something away? Uh, no. Uh, no. Fine. I don't care. Why should I care? What did you have for lunch today? <laughs> so, all right. We did it. Tell people where to follow you and find you in the meantime. You can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney or my book, um, <laughs> which is through A Dream of Waking. Kevin, I'm furiously typing away at the sequel again. I put it down for a little while to do school stuff, but I'm back. It's going to come out soon. <laughs> That's super exciting. Yay. You're super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> cool i'm excited for that and all the things to come for this podcast you can follow us at words of the witches on facebook instagram or youtube words of witches at the other place and yeah we will see you soon with pat shand and all the spell words and the conclusion of this season 10 oh i'm gonna cry i can't wait you're in for a treat spell words thank you for listening (laughs) your destiny still awaits